back to this It's time for the 5-Minute Major Podcast. What is the uh, significance of that name? Now here's your hosts, Matt Mastro-Giovanni and Dave Morris. That's what the people came to see. A 5-Minute Major Podcast. What took you so long to finally seal the deal, my man? Let's go. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Five Minute Major. Dave here, as always, my broadcast partner in crime, Matt Mastriovani. Matt, how's it going this evening? It's going. I've been uh, buzzing around all day since I went to work. I went to the gym, went to get gas, uh, had to do some stuff around my apartment, cook dinner, blah, blah, blah. Now I am here. We're going to talk some hockey. Um, some good and bad, some some milestones that happened. Also good and bad milestones because one of them, in true fashion, happened against the Flyers, but we'll get on that as well. And we also have um, a surprise segment for the end of this episode. Um, I don't even know what the surprise is. So Yeah, it's got to be a surprise. For at least, it's got to be a surprise for at least the first time around because it, I won't – it doesn't give you any time to think, really. It's got to be off the cuff. So before – when we do around the league, we'll end. We'll truly end the episode with this new segment that I I've been thinking about the past couple weeks. Um, but we'll we'll start rattling them, rattling it off weekly to see what we can come up with here. All right, I'm game. I'm game. Um, but with that, before we get to around the league, we just have two Flyers games to discuss, and unfortunately, two more Flyers. Well, maybe not unfortunately. If you want the team to lose games and get a higher draft pick this in at the, at the draft this summer. Um, but two more losses, a four to two regulation loss against the, against the Detroit Red Wings where I'll give my thoughts real quick on that game, Matt. Um, I mostly listened to that game on the radio. Um, and from what I could hear, the Flyers had a little bit of bite back early, but then just, they never regained it. And they just, you know, the Detroit Red Wings beat up on the Flyers yet again. That's kind of how that game happened there. And they ended up losing four to two and. Not a great year for Carter Hart. Normally had been great against the Red Wings in his entire young career, but now he's 0-2 against them this season, and he let in 10 goals in those two losses, so that that's not good. Um, and then you get into Tuesday night's game, a 5-4 overtime loss against the Pittsburgh Penguins, a game in which every time I turned it on, I watched the Penguins score. Yeah. Um, I missed all the Flyers goals, but I saw all the Penguins goals. Um, don't you just and, hate when that happens? Oh my God. No. And I was, I was hanging out with the missus, you know, we're like keeping tabs on the game, but we're also like hanging out. like just kind of like chilling, relaxing after work, like doing our own thing. Like, but I forget what we were watching. I think we were watching, we we're either watching a movie or we were watching like guys' grocery games or something. Cause that's like our current like cooking show. That we, that good show, we, good show. We like to watch. Uh, go to Flavortown Market Day. Eh? Um, uh, Drew scores early, then Crosby gets his 500th, which I know we're kind of looping the ties in with around the league there. Um, but the Flyers eventually came back and they had a 4 2 lead at one point in the game. And I literally turned on the TV. To hearing Al Morganti say to to J- Jim and uh, to Jim Jackson to Keith Jones, 
The Flyers are playing well. They're playing dominant. I think this lead is safe. Nope. And even Keith Jones and JJ were like, ooh, ooh, why'd you say that? And I heard that and I cringed. And literally within two minutes later, the game was tied. So you can all thank that overtime loss on Tuesday, thanks to Al Morganti. Um, just kidding. It's not really his fault. If you believe in Jinx or not, the the, fra- the Flyers are just they're just so fragile. Um, a couple bad penalties and the Penguins' power play scored. I think that was Gensel's goal. Um, and then literally right after that goal, the, they just let up another one. It was like okay, and then turn the game back off because I'm like I didn't, whatever. And then it goes to overtime and get Brandon turn the game back on. And literally, I, as I turn on the game. I see the play where Drew makes the bad pass and the 10 takes the puck and goes the other way and scores. So maybe it's partially my fault too. Maybe, maybe if I had watched the entire game, maybe the Flyers would have won Tuesday night, but I, I don't know. I mean, it, they, it sucks. They lost in overtime, but at least they played the Penguins better than the first time they played the Penguins. Yeah. Um, I mean, this was also the Flyers actually speaking of the Flyers breaking news. Um, off the injury reserve and onto the score sheet, Jerry Mayhew ties the game at one one. Oh, yeah, breaking. We while on the power this play game, of all things, he shouldn't even be on the power play. But that's a whole other topic for another night. Uh, but yes, whilst we are recording this week's episode of Five Minute Major, the Flyers are currently playing a NHL game against the Washington Capitals and Alex Ovechkin. Have you heard of them? Um, they were trailing 1-1, but per that breaking soaring update is now 1-1 all. They were trailing 1-0, not trailing 1-1. Jesus, I can't speak. It's Thursday night. Words are hard. Um, but Gerald Mayhew gets him on the board, so I guess it's good. But to close out my thoughts and feelings on the Pittsburgh game, Mastro, um, yeah, it sucks that they lost, but at least they played better. Wish you could have held on to that lead in the third period and got a regulation win. Um, but at this point, it is what it is. Yeah, that Penguins game was pretty frustrating. I mean, literally, like, in almost the blink of an eye, they gave up a two-goal lead. The Crosby 500th goal, I mean, you could have told me when Crosby first came into the league that he was going to score that against the Flyers, and I would have not been surprised. Um, it was just, like, I mean, it could have happened earlier in the game, too. There was not even, like, five minutes in. that He had a two-on-one, uh, I think it was against Provorov, but instead of shooting the puck, he tried to pull that Marner move from the other night where he, like, left it as, like, a trailing pass to try and fake out Hart and, like, hopefully, like, was hoping, I guess, Hart would be wildly out of position and whoever got the buck would have an empty net to shoot at. But that didn't work. But, I mean, again, he got it, like, not even 10 minutes later on the power play. It's just the Penguins are almost like the Bruins, kind of, where every season you think that they're kind of going to take, like, a not take a bow, but, like, I guess be worse than the previous year or like they're going to dip down in, in how good they are. But the penguins are, let's see, check my trusty standings here. They're first in the metropolitan division. Um, so it's like, they aren't having any trouble uh, right now. So breaking, uh, breaking news. Ahead. I don't mean to in- interrupt you there, master, but there has been, an, I know we have Jersey watch going on later tonight. The Toronto Maple Leafs heritage classic jerseys for next year. Just got, um, or is it this season? It's this season. Oh, between Toronto and Buffalo, it's this season. Yeah. Well, we already we're gonna 
talk about Buffalo's jerseys, but Toronto's jerseys just dropped. And uh, they are... Um, yes, yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to the round of the league. But uh, boring is what I'll use to describe them right now. Oh, uh, oh yeah. But I mean, oh, wow. <laughs> I just saw Cringe. my initial reaction. Um, but yeah, I mean, the I didn't get to watch any of the Detroit game on Saturday. I was I was away on a small vacation, a weekend getaway in Knoxville, Tennessee. Not a big deal. Um, but yeah, watching that Penguins game, you always get excited for the Flyers and the Penguins. And I was hoping that they would win because then I could tweet out what I usually tweet and be like, regardless of if the Flyers are bad or not, it's always a good day when they beat Pittsburgh. But they did not. So I had to yes. hit delete on that and not save with the drafts. Um, but now they're, they're holding up pretty well against the Capitals. I mean, it's the, it's about midway through the second period. Uh, the Flyers are out shooting them 17 to nine. It is tied one to one. Um, but uh, we can't really, do you want to predict the score quick here before the end of the game? No. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's tough to like, it's tough to judge, but um after this game they play carolina i think they have a uh they have a franchise record long homestand for these next eight games i believe i think seven after this one um so matt i, I don't mean to put a burst in a row there but i hope skype was still recording but you completely froze on my end and i didn't hear a word you just said for like 10 seconds there no you're you're good you froze but, too but, but I, I kept your role in as best i could I mean, when it unfroze, Skype just kept its timer up right where it would have been for the pause. So if for some reason there's a long pause in the uh, podcast, that's why, everyone, Skype took a dump real quick on us. But we're back, and here we are. Gotcha. Yeah, I was talking about how the Flyers are – this is the first game of their – I think it's a franchise record homestand for the next – Yeah, eight games in a row. Seven games after tonight, Carolina, St. Louis – Washington again, Edmonton, Minnesota, Chicago, and finally the Vegas Golden Knights on March 8th. Um, so I guess now's the time to go see a Flyers game if you want to see them. Um, Got offered uh, free tickets to tonight's game against the Capitals. But that, Brent and I were like, they are one, doing... I'm podcast. Can't, can't skip the pod, but two, also, I don't want to go see this shitty team right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're doing. I think tonight was the uh, the Ivan Provorov Russian nesting doll giveaway. Woo! Um, but it, it like they showed it the other night. It looks nothing like Provorov. Um, so <laughs> neither does the TK bobblehead I got a couple years ago that's sitting at my desk at work. Looks yeah. nothing like him. Yeah, but I mean it's it's cool. I guess that they're still doing that stuff. Um, I think I saw another game where they're doing gritty fanny packs. Um, but yeah, this. Rolling we won't get into all that marketing jazz that we've gone into before because that's just going to open a very big web of uh, frustration. Um, yes. But as of now, Dave, I think we can kind of just move right into around the league because the Flyers, again, are in the midst of a game against the Washington Capitals. We uh, Oh, I was going to ask you before Skype froze if you have a prediction for the end of this game. I mean, it would be nice to have the Flyers win, but I just don't see that happening. Um, I think the Capitals are going to end up winning 3-1. I just, I just, I can't put any faith in this team actually winning a hockey game right now. Like, I just, like, they haven't played, like, whenever you think they're playing well enough to win, 
something happens that makes them fall apart and lose. So, I mean, I guess if, if the Flyers are really are out shooting the Capitals 17-9 right now, and it's 1-1, and if they can get some more goals, because the Capitals' goaltending this year has not been that good. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they can capitalize on all their chances, yeah, they're going to win the hockey game. But you know it. If the Capitals just get, like, one lucky break, and if they score, the Flyers are going to fall apart. So, I I don't know. I'm gonna I, mean, say, I don't want to actively root against them, but like I just can't see them being the with with how the both teams are constructed, and you know the fact that there's this guy named Alex Ovechkin and Nick Backstrom, and, and if get if Gennady Kuznetsov and John Carlson all on the other side, yeah, I don't see the Flyers winning. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, if they do, awesome. Yeah, but, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna go four three Flyers in overtime. Screw it. All right, why not? It's a party. Got to start the homestand somehow in a positive on a positive note at least, um, but yeah, we'll hope that they at least win in some way, shape, or form. But again, we're both kind of teetering on that side of winning is almost bad for this team at this point because then they get further and further away from the draft lottery, and we end up right where we started from all these years, where we get a middle of the pack draft pick and it doesn't work out. So. We'll see what happens. We'll leave it at that. Um, but, Dave, uh, this this past week we did have a, a nice handful of milestones around the NHL, so that'll start our around the league. I'll bundle these three together for time's sake since we're trying to watch at least the third period here of the game. But um, our first one is uh, L.A. Kings defenseman Drew Doughty celebrated his 1,000th game on Tuesday. Um, he skated in his – although he did skate in his 1,000th game formally – against the New York Islanders at their arena on January 27th. But I guess this is the first time in three weeks um, that they were at home. So they uh, the tribute took place ahead of the Kings' 5-2 loss to the Edmonton Oilers, um, and Dowdy became the 359th player in NHL history to reach the 1,000-game mark. Uh, I think you probably saw the video of him during his pregame speech. He, he thanked a bunch of people including the Edmonton Oilers for standing through the, the pregame ceremony, yep. which was funny. Um, also, the Kings were sporting their uh, their old, like, white and silver jerseys, which are clean. Um, but that was a good. I don't congrats. like the chrome helmet, but I like the rest of the uniform. Gotcha. Um, what else? Dowdy, just some, uh, some stats for him. Two-time Stanley Cup winner, five-time NHL All-Star, Norris Trophy winner. Won the World Junior Gold Medal, World Cup Gold Medal, and a two-time Olympic gold medalist. So he's pretty much done it all in hockey. Um, you think he'll be a Hall of Famer? Yes. Gotcha. I mean, I, I've, I, always, I I've, always, I've always been a Drew Doughty guy. Like, I think he's still good now, um, even though a lot of people don't think he is. Um, I've always liked Drew Doughty. I mean, yeah. I've, I've, I've rooted for the Kings when they won their two cups. Um, I, you know... Um, Anze Kopitar is one of my favorite players in the league forever. So is Jonathan Quick. Um, but I've all, I've always been a big Drew Doughty guy. Like for a couple of years there, when the Kings were winning their Stanley Cups, he was like the best defenseman in the league, mm-hmm. and he's always been one of the best. I mean, he made in a rook as a rookie in the National Hockey League, he made Canada's Olympic team in 2010. Like that's that's impressive. Um, but no, congrats to Doughty on a thousand games. That's a hell of a career and. I definitely think he's Hall of Fame bound personally. I think he's one of the best defensemen to ever play the game. My person, I know I'll probably get skewered for that opinion in other in, in our friend circle possibly, but it's just just what I think. 
I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's definitely good. And like any other player, as they age, they they aren't at the top of their game anymore. But he's still a very good defenseman. Um, I'm sure he'd be f- unreal on the Flyers with the way that they are right now. But um, <laughs> his cap is not great though. Yeah, moving on, we go to actually a current topic, sort of. Um, Alex Ovechkin scored his 30th goal the other night against the Nashville Predators, um, and he actually scored twice. So he reached the 30-goal mark and then scored his 31st. But with his 30th goal, this is now his 16th season hitting that 30-goal mark. Um, he's one shy of the record, who is which is held by Mike Gartner, um, he scored 30 goals in 17 of his 19 NHL seasons. So if Ovechkin continues, actually, speak of the devil, it looks like he just scored a power play goal um, for the Caps and gave them a 2-1 lead. So he's got 32. Actually, maybe not. It looks like Joe Snively. I have no idea who that is on the Capitals. Oh, this, is, this, this is Ed Schneebly. So, uh... But, yeah, so the Capitals are now leading 2-1. But, again, back to Ovi, reaches the 30-goal mark for the 16th time in his career if he does it one more time. Um, I mean, every goal he scores, obviously, you. I mean, I'm sure you want this as well as the entire hockey world, even Gretzky. I think I want to see the day that Ovechkin breaks the goal record for yes. Wayne Gretzky. And I think he does it. So, and uh, I hope our listeners will get my quick School of Rock joke I made just there. Great movie. That's oh, um, classic. Dave, your thoughts on Ovi's 30-goal season once again? I mean, the Russian machine never breaks, right? True. Um, he's the greatest goal scorer of all time. There's there's no sugarcoating it. Um, you know, he's been a one-man goal-scoring machine his entire career. You know, he finally got that Stanley Cup a couple years ago with the Capitals, and he just – people think he's going to fall off, and the Capitals are going to keep on falling off, but they just don't. And he just scores – like, I, I don't know what his secret is or what he's doing. Maybe it's the Russian gas. You never know. Um, but he keeps on his shot. And, he, like, he, he doesn't look like he's aging at all. Like he's almost got, like, that Yager likeness to him where, like, okay, he's old, but he's still good. And he's not dropping off at all. And Crosby kind of has that same thing going, too, right now. It's like these guys could play in the league another, like, five, six years yeah. with how they're playing right now. It, it's crazy. Um, but I love to see it. I love Ovi. Um, I can never root against the man because he's just great for the game and great for the sport. Very well said. And um, as much as we hate to say it, speaking of Crosby, um, he, again, like we mentioned earlier, he did score his 500th National Hockey League goal against the Flyers on Tuesday night. Um, he is the only other active player in the NHL to score that many goals besides Alex Ovechkin, who currently has, I would assume it's six, 762. I don't know if they updated this article yet, um, or 761. But um, Crosby is also the 46th NHL player in history to score 500 goals and the first since Patrick Marlowe with the San Jose Sharks back on February 2nd of 2017. Um, he's also the second player to score 500 goals for Pittsburgh, joining Mario Lemieux. Heard of him. Um, so painfully, I will say, Sidney Crosby, congrats on your 500th goal. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a guy who you love to hate as a Philadelphia fan, but like if you're a hockey fan, you have to respect his skill. 
Yeah. Um, and 500 goals is a hell of an achievement. I mean, he scored 50 of those 500 goals against the Philadelphia Flyers, the most he scored against every other team. Um, so, yeah, it sucks it happening against the Flyers, but it was very, very predictable. I know a lot of Flyers fans who made prop bets to say that Crosby would score his 500th goal Tuesday night, and a lot of them want some money off of that. Oh, that was if easy. I were a betting easy man, money, I would have done the same thing. Um, oh, very easy money. But yeah, congrats, congrats to Sid. Um, and yeah, I'm not really gonna go too overboard thanking him, but uh, yeah, congrats. Very well said. And we actually have another milestone to talk about. Um, this one in the the birthday category. Um, the the man himself, the living legend himself, Yarmir Yager, turned 50 years old on Tuesday. Um, He's the third leading goal goal scorer in NHL history and um, has been playing in the Czech Republic Extra Liga uh, with the Klodno um, in his hometown. Yeah, it's the team he Um, owns. He's basically the Jackie Moon of his team. He's an owner. He's the owner, president, and player. Um, So he's basically the European Jackie Moon, I guess you could call him. But, I mean, Yager, the the ageless wonder at this point, continuing to play high-level hockey, um, I still have my Yager jersey from when he was on the Flyers that one season. Um, that was a, a special season with the line of him, Giroux, and Hartnell tore it oh, up that year. What um, a fun year! Seeing him in person, I got his. I think I got his autograph on a picture at the carnival. So I mean, just a, again a living legend, um, a, a no-brainer for the the Hockey Hall of Fame when he finally does call it quits at some point. Um, but he's. Let's see, just, I mean, just some stats for you here. He's got two Stanley Cups, uh, the Hart Trophy. Um, He's first in NHL history with game-winning goals, second in points, third in goals overall, fourth in games played, fifth in assists. Uh, He'll likely be fourth in goals soon um, with, I mean, I think, actually, he's already fourth because Ovi passed him. Um, But, I mean, the guy's just a machine. Uh, we we've seen videos and we've heard stories about his training habits, how he like will literally take the keys to the rink and stay until like midnight, uh, skating with tires and weights on him and all that stuff. The guy's like an animal. Like so, I mean, it's no doubt that he's still going strong at fifty, and I'm sure he'll be going strong for at least another, I'd say, ten years maybe. I mean, we'll find out. I mean, I love Yager. I, I, I am convinced that the fact that Paul Hungren and the Flyers couldn't agree on just a couple thousand dollars more for his contract, yeah. but the Flyers letting him walk away in free agency after his one season here, it definitely hurt the development of the franchise and some of the key star players then. Like, if we could have held on to Yager for a couple more years, like, that would have been awesome sauce. But that reminds me, Mastro, you can make custom, custom jerseys through like the NHL shot.com might need to make a flyers Yager one birthday yeah, present possibly I'll talk to the missus about that get them a, before they're a thing of the past I remember they had the uh when he was going around the league quick plug for the pod there um they were the what the traveling Yagers. the traveling man the Yagers, yeah. yeah yeah all the guys that would dress up in the mullet wigs and uh have the different jerseys of the teams that he'd been on so that was pretty cool but yeah i mean yarmir Yager again a living legend um he, he continues to to do it uh, as they say but moving on we go from the czech republic all the way to sin city las vegas um viva 
the day finally came last night when Jack Eichel made his long-awaited debut with the Vegas Golden Knights um, after more than 11 months without playing a game. Uh, However, yeah, however, it was not the glamorous comeback that I'm sure a lot of people were hoping for. Uh, The Golden Knights did lose 2-0 to the Colorado Avalanche in Vegas, um, but and Eichel had one shot on goal with a total of 17 minutes and 32 seconds of ice time. Um, but he did say it, he viewed it as an important first step. Quote, it's good to get back doing it, and honestly, I was having a pretty fun time out there. So I think there's some stuff to build on, but it's a process. I know it's going to get better. Eichel has not played a game or hadn't played a game since March 7th, 2021, with the Buffalo Sabres, again, because of a herniated disc in his neck and all the baggage, I guess, for lack of better terms, <laughs> that came that came with just trying to get surgery. Um, but and then obviously he got traded to Vegas uh, f- a few months ago, but um, not the ideal comeback that I'm looking. He was looking for, I'm sure. But again, like he said, it's it's probably just feels amazing just to be back out there in an NHL game. Uh, just what last week too, he was it was seen that he was out of the non-contact practice mm-hmm. jersey, so it was only a matter of time. And then it, and the news broke uh, early Wednesday morning that he was going to be back in the lineup and make his debut. So the NHL is now a better game once again with Jack Eichel in it. Um, he's he's an exciting player. He's going to be exciting with the Vegas Golden Knights once he gets his sea legs back, so to speak. So uh, the Eichel Tower is back, um, and I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, lo- love to see it. Uh, you you have to think that maybe if Buffalo played their cards right, they could still have their franchise center, but they screwed that up royally. Um, and now he's a Vegas Golden Knight, and now he's back to playing. The NHL's better off for it. And not really much more to say to add on to there what you said, Mastro. But uh, yeah, exactly. Not not the return he was looking to make. He kind of was irrelevant out there. Um, but he'll he'll get firing and he'll be ready to go. And, and I know a lot of people to make room for him on the salary cap. Vegas put their captain Mark Stone on long term injury reserve, thus wiping his salary cap from the books. Um, with the plan of him returning the playoffs when the salary when when the salary cap goes poof bye bye. Um, and of course everyone's all in a huff and a puff about that, saying how it's breaking the rules. Well, you know what? It's it's not breaking the rules because it's currently allowed so is it technically a form of cap circumvention yes but it's one that's not illegal so if it ain't and you know what if 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 your team that you root for and i said this was kucherov in the playoffs last year if your team was in this situation you'd be all for it so people just need to shut up and deal yeah yeah for real represent i agree um but dave we roll on here around the league the train keeps going uh we're actually going to zoom out and go to some world hockey uh, for two quick topics. We'll touch on the tougher one first, um, in case you didn't know. Sadly, the United States women's hockey team lost in the gold medal game to Team Canada uh, late last night slash early this morning. Um, Team Canada won 3-2 in regulation, won the gold medal. The USA goes home with silver after trying to defend their, uh, I almost said World Cup, their Olympic medal. (laughs) from four years ago back in was it beijing pyeongchang it's in beijing Pyeongchang, yeah um 
but just a tough loss for uh, a tough loss for Team USA. They've they've obviously come a long way. Uh, they beat Canada four years ago. That was the first time in what like twenty years they'd won a gold medal against Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, but they sadly they lose out on the gold this year. Come away with silver. Nothing wrong with that. But again, you want that gold. You want to be at the top of the mountain for the Olympics, especially after all these women have gone through with COVID and all that stuff. So I mean, mm-hmm. that's a tough way to go out. But Canada, I didn't watch. I didn't really watch any of the hockey, honestly, because no, all the, the time, the time differences. Yeah, it's a 13 hour time difference. So watching anything live was pretty much impossible, I'm sure, for both of us because we were both at work. Um, the game last night was on at 1110. I actually woke. I set an alarm for 1 a.m. Uh, to wake up. I woke up, checked the score, watched about 10 minutes of the third period. And then when the USA went on a power play, didn't get a single shot on net. And I went. Well, sorry, ladies, but I got to call it, a, call it a, a morning here. And I went back to bed so I could wake up for work. But um, just, again, a tough loss. Canada just, I mean, they steamrolled everyone from what I read from this tournament. They won, what, all five? Is it five games? Five or six? No, I, I think the it, U.S. women beat them when they played in the in the opening round. The prelims? I think. Yeah, I think so. No, I think they... I think they they went undefeated, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I don't really know either because I didn't watch any of the tournament. <laughs> people, I think people are calling this this Canada team uh, the, the best there ever has been. Um, so, And then also, actually, um, Sarah Nurse, I believe is her name, Darnell Nurse's sister, um, became the first African-American woman in Canada to win the Olympic gold medal. So congrats to her. Congrats to Canada. We will shake your hands politely as our neighbors to the north. But we're coming for you in four years to get that gold back. Um, also, the men's team pretty much fizzled out. Um, they lost in a shootout to Slovakia. Yeah, Slovakia. Um, Canada, again, I mean, it's, if it's any consolation in this point, Canada also got eliminated. So neither of the top two powers in the hockey world for the men uh, were going home with silver or gold. So, um Tough look for the men. I mean, but. men's Olympic hockey this year has been an absolute joke. Like, when you think Olympics, you think of best on best. And the only country there that really has their best players available to them is Russia because yes. of the KHL. Every other hockey power station, us, I see what I did there, us, um, Canada, Sweden, all the best players are playing in the NHL who didn't send their players. So it's like, is this really the best on best? No, it's not. So congrats, Slovakia. You beat essentially a world juniors level American team. Good for you. Um, and Canada and Sweden, they bowed it out. Sure, yeah. But uh, all, all I know is next Olympics, NHL better be there. Because if not, it's going to be another bland, boring men's hockey tournament that hockey fans don't really watch. Because so, nor- normally, Olympic hockey is must-watch television. Like, I remember watching the Sochi and the Vancouver Olympics. I watched every game that was possible. And this year, zero desire to watch it. More breaking news. Uh, the Flyers just tied the game at two goals apiece, of courtesy of Travis Sandheim, with just 58 seconds left in the second period. Um, but back to the world hockey news. I actually have two more topics quick here. Um, speaking of best on best, 
It did come out today, I believe, from Elliot Friedman and Frank Saravalli, a couple of the other big-name insiders, that the World Cup of Hockey might be making a comeback again after they tried it, what was that, 2016, I think? Yeah. Um, That was weird, but, uh, I mean, it was all right. But I think now with the NHL on ESPN, but again, I think Friedman made a really good point where um, I think they were aiming to possibly bring it back for 2024, um, they have the TV rights go to the highest bidder. They do, obviously, best-on-best best teams like they would do the, at the Olympics. And then they do that, I think, I would guess it would be every four years, just in case the NHL doesn't go to the Olympics. Um, I thought it was it was weird, but it was cool to watch the, the, the World Cup of Hockey um, in 2016. But that was just kind of like a – that was the first one, what, since 1996? Yeah. So – but I think they could definitely do it better than they did. It was good to watch. It was fun to watch from what I remember. But uh, with the the way the NHL, with how far they've come and all the new players, I'm sure it would be even better now. I mean, the the most exciting thing about that tournament, I remember, was the Team North America with all the young guys on it. And, and they'd all be split between now on Team Canada and Team USA. Yeah. So that would truly be a best, on, a best of the best, um, which would be cool at least to get a – a taste of that sort of hockey if the Olympics didn't happen. Um, but again, our final topic of the world hockey, it is, it came out today, actually earlier today, the we're hitting the restart button on the world juniors from, oh, I did see this uh, from back in December of 2021, even though it's the 2022 world junior championship. But uh, IIHF president Luke Tardif said today uh, that it will be, a middle of August restart in Alberta, Canada for the World Junior Championship after it was postponed back in December due to an abundance of COVID issues. Um, the tournament lasted four days uh, and games with the United States, Czechia, Czechia and Russia each had to forfeit a prelim round game after players tested positive for COVID. Uh, then the entire thing shut down. It was a mess. You had to be there. Um, <laughs> but it will now be played in August. Uh, so we'll get some late summer slash, I guess, uh, yeah, late summer, because August is still technically summer. Some late ho- summer hockey. Uh, the All of the, the slate will be wiped clean, so to speak. So nothing from those four days of the tournament will carry over. Everything will start fresh. Oh, cool. And, We'll get a second chance here at the World Juniors, so that's exciting. I'm all about that. Love me some hockey in the summer. Yes, sir. Um, and then we can end, before we get to our surprise, Dave, we'll end with our two jersey watches. Um, the Buffalo Sabres revealed their jerseys earlier today for the 2022 Tim Hortons NHL Classic, Heritage Classic, sorry. Uh, they are returning to the... The nice, uh, it's like the the buffalo with the two saber swords under it. Yeah, what circle logo? What they're currently wearing now, they just kind of made it an off white color. Yes. Um, and so two thumbs up to them. Uh, yes. The Heritage Classic is scheduled for March thirteenth at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton, Ontario, which is the usual home of the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the CFL, the Canadian Football League. Um, so, Buffalo, two thumbs up for your jerseys. Dave, we saw Toronto's, um, and oof, not good. <laughs> so, I th- I will give them points on trying to play off of their heritage, literally, 
um, with the Toronto arenas, but it is basically just a plain blue jersey with the the waist stripe solid white um, and then a solid white letter T on the chest and then in faded behind that you can see you can actually see the word arenas so the Toronto I think there's a strip there's a silver strip in the white oh they either pre- way they pretty much Adidas just said oh hey Penn State ice hockey love your jerseys we're going to copy those don't mind us. I mean, I think they're too simple, but again, that's kind of what they were, I guess, back then. So yeah, but no, Buffaloes are way better. Yeah, I mean, but they and they can't do. They already did the St. Pat's jerseys. Those are the best jerseys ever. Uh, Toronto's reverse retro jerseys are actually pretty sweet too. I like um, those a lot. But yeah, Toronto. I'm gonna get. You know what? I'm gonna give them a thumbs middle here because a thumbs middle. I, I respect the the homage, the homage, paying homage, whatever that, however you say that word, um, paying respect to their heritage, but the, the the design is a little too simple for my liking. So I'll give them a thumbs middle. It's I'll like that Bart. Them... It's the Bart Simpson meme with the cake that said oh, at least yeah. tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll agree with you there, but mine's in the middle, but slightly down. All right. I'm like, I, yeah, but no, Buffaloes are way better. Toronto could have done better, but I, I respect the idea. All right, Dave, it's that time. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. So we're going to go from around the league, but we are actually going to do a new segment now. Um, and I'm going to ask you for the first time off the cuff, we're going to call it Random NHL Player of the Week. Oh, so off the top of your head, as lightning fast as you can think of, it can be a flyer or it can be just an NHL player of the past or present, the most, we'll say, irreverent but not irrelevant player that you can think of past or present in the NHL. Okay. If you want me to go first, I'll go first while you think. So what what I'm... Are, oh, I thought I thought you were going to ask me a question. No, I'm just asking you to name the, the the most random guy you can right now. Random guy I can right now. I mean, just because I love his name and I love saying it, Rupe Hints of the Dallas Stars. All right, because I can I can roll my R's every time. Rupe Hints. Gotcha. All right, so I'm gonna go. I'm going into the um. I'm going into the. I guess the history books sort of here. Um, but I'm going with Rob Klinkhammer. Rob Klink. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, oh, I, I got. I have. I have a Wait, we're Adirondack. Only, we're only doing one for this week. We got to do one. Oh. A week. oh, well, I got a minor league player. He did, I think he did. Did maybe did one or two games with the Flyers. Well, for the first week, we can both give two. But he's a minor league guy. I actually own his fam's jersey. Remember Peter Straka? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, so I'll give you some homework, um, and the people that are listening to, feel free to tweet us if you have any ideas as well when we post this on social media. For next week, Dave, come prepared to end the podcast and so on and so forth. We're either a random flyer or a random NHL player of past or present. Okay. Obviously, obviously we know all the flyers of the present, but, I mean, there have been some – there's been a multitude of names that yes. you would – you would think that would have come through the Flyers organization, have come through the NHL. So that's your homework for next week. And that'll be our our newest recurring segment will be 
random hockey player of the week. Cool. I, I'm going to get it. I'm down. Cool. Um, other than that, um, that just about wraps it up. Uh, we, we got everything around the league. We went pretty quickly through that, but we got all the info. Um, if you need more info, obviously go to NHL.com or just Google it. Uh, we have technology, as SpongeBob says. Um, yeah. So keep up to date on all that stuff. Keep up to date with the Flyers and some other NHL news with us at 5-Minute Major. Uh, Dave, that's all I got for me. <laughs> I'll let you, as usual, take this home. Yeah, and of course, as always, make sure you keep up with our lovely affiliates for the guys over at the Pod Street Boys. Um, they're putting out excellent podcasts as always. And just a, a PSA, as even though the NHL trade deadline is still almost five weeks away, rumors are starting to you know, circulate and fluctuate around the league. We've already seen a trade with Tyler Toffoli going from Montreal to Calgary. Um, the things are starting to happen. And there was, of course, the Flyers press conference where they had Claude Giroux. Um, and there's been rumors, and he's debunked saying to go anywhere, but then you had Colorado reporters saying he has, and Dave Breer was at a Colorado Avalanche game. Just whatever you do, fans, make sure you keep an eye out for those guys with the blue check marks on Twitter. Elliot Friedman's, the Jeff Merrick's. Keep an eye out for them, because they'll get everything. They, 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 shall, they shall keep all of your ducks in a row. And that's yes. what really matters. So... But with that, keep an eye for the verified blue marks. Listen to the Pottery Boys as well as our podcast, which if you're at this point of the podcast, sure, listen to our podcast, but also listen to the Pottery Boys. So with that, we wish everyone a safe and happy. We're in false spring now, essentially, because um, it was 65 degrees today in Pennsylvania the end of in the middle of February. False spring is upon us before Wonder's Revenge comes. Uh, <laughs> but everyone keep on staying safe and stay healthy. Um Try and watch some enjoyable hockey. I know the Flyers don't do that lately, but uh, yeah. So we will see everyone next week. Have a good night and good hockey.